Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto, online at carx.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I can play different places, either corner outfield, first base, or, or DH, and, and that's going to be my role, is moving around. Um, it'll probably depend on who's pitching on the other team, and that's what Rossi told me when I talked to him on the phone. Um, and I told him, you know, I don't care where I play at all. You know, I just, I like playing wherever you want me, I'm there. That's what you want to hear. That's how you answer a question about the upcoming baseball season. Whatever you need, whatever it takes. Trey Mancini. He was fun to talk to yesterday and just sounds like he's uh, a hockey player. He does sound like a hockey player. For those of you who aren't in the studio, and that's all of you, except for those who are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score, Dan's really close to cracking the case on whether or not he's related to Kenny (laughs) G. And it's starting to look like he is. Yeah, the the signs are are, are pointing to the possibility, depending on if they got the years right or wrong, because it it does look like, unless there's an, Ida is not an uncommon name back then. For sure. And I think they might have gotten the birth year wrong, but I think his great grandmother, great grandfather, might be related to my great grandmother. How it, crazy is that? Yeah, I, you do a Google not, search of Kitty G, and you're like, "Hey, wait a minute, we might be related." Yeah, it's not 100 percent certain, but I would, I, I, I would say it's it's more likely than not. Yes, I would agree with you because look. Think about all the things that happened at Ellis Island. You know, think about all the, oh, you now have this name. Or when were you born? Yeah, you don't know when you were born. You were born this year. And you're like, what? All right. I just want to get over here because it's safer. We're spelling your name like this now. Yes. Or you spell it like this. Or Or we're taking this off your name. Or we're putting this on your name. That's one of my favorite stories about that is Jason Marquis. M-A-R-Q-U-I-S. The former Cubs pitcher. Markowitz. Wow. It was Markovitz, and they spelled it Marquis. That's what the guy heard when he wrote it down. And so he becomes Marquis. Then yeah. he owns a network. Right, that was the Marquis the- network. No, but yeah, he was, he was, his, his family name was Markowitz, and he wrote it down. The, whoever was on the log, they wrote it as Marquis. What's the, what's the movie? Is it Hitch where he goes through all the trouble to find her ancestors and she sees it and then spits and screams and runs out of the room. 
And he goes, then they, they, he's like, oh, I thought when it said the butcher of Cadiz, that it was an occupation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, you know, you had meat for everybody. <laughs> I, I was watching. Have you seen the other guys? Because I know that we disagree on semi pro, but have you seen the other guys? No. Will Farrell and um, one of the uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. They play cops, and Eva Mendez is his wife. And like his care, like he can't believe that Will Farrell's character is is married to her. And he keeps <laughs> talking about, yeah, like she's she's all right. Like she's cute. She's not hot. And you're like, Mm-mm. it's so good all of the stuff in that i was watching it on saturday before the football game started I'm like god this movie is still funny to me aim for the bushes aim for the rock and samuel l jackson is like the super cop dude it's it's worth a watch okay and i think you can watch the list yeah put it on the list i gotta it, watch stepbrothers first i think you've not seen stepbrothers no wow I guess I did a whole thing Saturday because I watched the other guys, then watched football, and then Ricky Bobby was on after football. I was like, man, what a great way to end my time in Phoenix, laughing at Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. By the way, guess how many Oscar nominations John Williams has? He was nominated again for the the Fablemans. How old is John Williams? He's got to be pushing 90. Right, I will guess that John Williams has thirty-five Oscar nominations. John Williams is ninety years old. Call. John Williams has fifty-three <laughs> Oscar nominations. <laughs> How many wins? Probably a lot. So, so for people who are like, wait, what? Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Jaws, Sunday Night Football, and and now the national championship game. He has won 25 Grammys, seven British Academy Film Awards, five Oscars, and four Golden Globes. He is the second most nominated individual in Academy Awards after Walt Disney. Don't you? (laughs) The Cantina scene, let's go! What's the line in the Family Guy Star Wars where it's like this is the you know the, the the wretched hive of scum and villainy. It's like what do you want to play? Smooth jazz? Yeah, okay. Smooth jazz. Well they, Penny G. A little more smooth jazz. Same song? Okay, same song. The one, what do you want to hear? Uh, same song? Same song. The one good thing about this, I think I've got this right, and people who are more into Star Wars than I am can correct me. I'm pretty sure in Boba Fett. We get to see what the cantina is like after Java. Oh. And so it's like, oh, this is different. This is a different vibe that y'all got going on over here. Yeah, Star Wars, Jaws, Close Encounters, Superman, E.T., Home Alone, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Catch Me If You Can, Seven Years in Tibet, and the first three Harry Potter films. Okay, cool. Cubbies. I, no, I, no, I understand that we promised that there would be a Cubs segment, but this is more entertaining. And what it really does is it brings me back to the space of, you know that that movie's coming out with the four greatest Americans ever. Yeah. It's still the Tom Brady I, thing. I don't. 
What are we doing? I want to know how much. Because that's the only thing that's going to make me feel better. What was the number? What was the number that you put in front of Lily Tomlin? And Rita Moreno. La Reina. You you got La Reina to come out here and do a Tom Brady movie. She's an EGOT. Game's about to start. There's Tom. Oh, Oh, what a beautiful man. I like Gronkowski. We know, Chris. We've all read your Gronk erotica. It's not erotica. It's fan fiction. Very sexy fan fiction. Aren't you tired of the same old boring lives? Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. This could be Tom's last one. He's almost 40. That's like 80 in people years. Yeah, we're 80 in people years. I just really need this trip. There's so much here to do. We could even win these tickets. This is a Spicy Wings contest. Bring the pain! I could use a little spice. I know her! You black out, who you want me to call? An ambulance? Ow! Let's go! Oh my God, that's Tom Brady! Now, it's time for the 80 for Brady starting lineup. Lily Tomlin, Wayne State University. Rita Moreno, PS132. Sally Field, Birmingham High School. Jane Fonda, college dropout. Man, what was the check? Sally Field's got two Oscars. Jane Fonda's got two Oscars. Rita Moreno has all of them. She's got all of them. She's the got awards. EGOT. Lily Tomlin has, I, I believe, all sorts of Golden Globes. I think there might be an Oscar and a Grammy in there, plus like the Medal of Freedom. Get nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, what? Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> how many commas and how many yes! zeros? You're like, I guess so. How old am I? 85, whatever. Yeah, let's do it. What What was the... Ch- and, and look, obviously, Barbara and Lily work together all the and time. And wait a second. Didn't Sally Field go to USC? Yeah, I believe so. So why is she giving her Birmingham High School? Well, you know... You I got, thought she was a cheerleader at USC. Yeah, but, so, but we hear pro athletes do that, too. Yeah, some of, the, some, of the, some of the guys do that. They just give their high school instead of giving, giving love to the university. Because that's what really raised them, son. Sizzle. Well, maybe School she of hard knocks. No, I'm I'm wrong. She didn't. She did not go to college. Oh, well, see, there you go. Yeah, Birmingham High School in Van Nuys. Yeah, she was out. She was too busy winning Oscars. Right. These are four of the greatest Americans that we can offer up. For this. And they're doing this. For this. Welcome to the annual East-West Bowl. As we get ready to watch some of the best college players in the nation, let's meet the players. Marcus Williams, University of Georgia. Jack Marius Tacteratrix, Michigan State University. Hingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. Le Carpetron Duke Marriott, Florida Atlantic University. He wrote that in one night. Yeah, that. He wrote that whole sketch in one night. And it's, only, it's because of Debrickashaw Ferguson. They were watching a game, and he's like, dude's name is Debrickashaw. Great. I've <laughs> and, got an and, idea. And, and Keegan he was like, it is. And Jordan's like, all right. Just, and, and so the next morning, he had, the, he had the whole thing done. Have you ever seen when Keegan-Michael Key goes to Penn State? Because he went to Penn State, and he also looks exactly like the head coach. Yeah, James Franklin. And he went in and did a meeting oh, with good. the players as James Franklin. And all of the players just fell out. I wonder how much it's like his his like like 
the public school teacher character. No, look, he he, he oh, did he all did. of like he did the James Franklin thing. Oh, that's funny. I'll like, check that he, out. It's really, really funny and X Miss Jackson, Flaxen, Waxen, California <laughs> University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> what's the what's the punter's name from BYU? It's like Dan, Dan Smith. Dan Smith. And so wait, there I don't know if you've ever there's a version where the the two sides and then Dan Smith does like a rap battle. And but I've seen the one where then they bring out the actual it's like haha Clinton dicks and they no. yeah, they actually have the the players making fun of their own names at the end of they sort of tacked on. Well, they were doing like a trash talk thing between both sides of the East West Shrine game and Dan Smith has a drop the mic uh, rap battle at the end of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's very good. See, this was a lot more fun than what we had planned because we're not going to have a lot of fun next. No diss to Josh because we love Josh. Josh is the man. But um, we have to get back into talking about the White Sox now. Wait, there's a song in 80 for Brady recorded by Dolly Parton, Gloria Estefan, and Deborah Harry? So we just kept adding our best people to this thing. Like our best, brightest, most creative. We just kept adding them to Someone it. Someone said that Cindy Lauper was in charge of some of the music. What? Again. How we- much money did they have? <laughs> Who finances the, the Saudi government? Wait, isn't Cindy- Is this? Are we sure this isn't part of Live Golf? Isn't Cindy Lauper also like a Medal of Freedom yes. winner and... Seriously, this is like the the Saudi sovereign fund. Where's this money coming from? I'm sure they're sweetening the deal. It's not just the money, Dan. It's some of that TB12 uh, stuff. Yeah, right. Stop eating tomatoes. And and they're like, we're 80. We'll eat what we want. Produced by Tom Brady. So he just... You think people just... He doesn't have that much money. Well, maybe, but, you know, Tom probably raised that much money. Like, Tom Brady's like, hey, I'm doing a movie. Give me some money. And people are like, we'd love to give you some money, Tom. And then they gave him money, and then he gave it to four of the greatest Americans ever. Oh, man. They got the song written by Diane Warren, and Belinda Carlisle's on it, too. What? I gave it things that couldn't even pronounce. Not Orange Juice Jones. <laughs> yeah, that, no, then we're talking. All right, so Cindy Lauper's got two Grammys. A whole bunch of MTV Music Awards. Um, she's got American Video Awards up the wazoo. You know, is- just another just another strong individual. All right. I, I'm, I'm, now I, I feel like I kind of need no, to go see it. Nope, nope, nope. That's the old I'm not interested sign on this one. No, thank you. Spending my $16 to go and watch this. Lily Tomlin is one of the greatest comedic minds of I the know. 20th century. So go, go watch 9 to 5 again if you want to see her, Jane Fonda, and Dolly Parton. Right! That's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's a great movie. That's Your time is better spent. I got to know. I, Dan, I got to know the size of the check. I got to know what they, <laughs> they got paid for this. Like, Because if any of these women wanted to meet Tom Brady, they could. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's easily done. But then to commit to, we're going to do this this road trip movie that is solely based on 
seeing Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. And making octogenarian sex jokes. And Harry Hamlin is one of the love interests in the movie, apparently. Harry Hamlin's alive? Yeah. All right. Well, that's I got that he's today. in the movie. I gotta know what they got paid. I I I because the only thing that makes sense, the only thing is is that they went to Sally Field and said, Sally, look, we need you for this. I bet you do. I bet you do. This is what we were thinking. And then they slide her a check or a number, and she's like, oh. And then, hey, Sally, could you get, do you think if if you presented this to, to Rita, like she'd be interested? Well, if the check is. Say, How many more of these checks you got? And then they then they go to La Reina and they offer her the check. And she's like, cool. And then they're like, do you think that there's no way Barbara and Lily would jump in on this, right? Because then we could do like a whole thing. And then Rita looks at Sally and Sally's like, well, if you got two more of these checks, maybe. What about thanks? No, he's not <laughs> in the movie. Not in the movie. When is this coming out? It's got to be soon, right? Because it's around Super Bowl time. February 3rd. The week before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nope. No, you're not going to go see. Although Bob Balaban is in it. Okay. And I do adore him. All right, Dan, I give you the choice. 80 for Brady. And you can't say no. Okay. As as Steve Rosenblum would say, death is not an option. 80 for Brady or watching Nope again. 80 for Brady all day and all night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, nope is an assault on the eyes. Josh Nelson is here. He's going to help us figure out what the hell is going on with the White Sox. Next, here on The Score. One of the big fears I have is dying in a hotel room by myself. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Sox Machine. Josh Nelson, co-host of the Sox Machine podcast. Rick Hahn's work is not done. The internet's longest running White Sox podcast. What is their biggest concern right now? That Lurie Garcia is playing way too much. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> SoxMachine.com. We're all White Sox fans here. I know this is the home of the Chicago Cubs. We're all rooting for this team to make it to the World Series. There's going to be some highs and there's going to be some lows, and it's all about trying to find that middle ground. Josh Nelson with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. We want machine. Sox machine. Josh Nelson's on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh, the co-host of the Sox Machine podcast and rocking some Sox Machine swag as well as he joins us in studio here on The Score to talk about this team and... Not a a day goes by when every bit of excitement, optimism, or hope is Mm -hmm. somehow mitigated by something that reminds you what team this is. Yeah, I enjoyed your guys' conversation early this morning uh, about what uh, Aloy Jimenez said yesterday to the media. And from my perspective, Aloy's just being open, he's being honest, and I think he's being transparent in how he feels which is something that for anyone that covers sports, that's what we want from our professional athletes. We don't want the stock answers. Are the stock answers great? I should say, are the answers great coming from Aloy? No, it doesn't give one a lot of confidence. It opens up the possibility of someone being disgruntled if he's not playing the field a lot and he's not happy in the month of June if the White Sox are struggling and it opens up a whole bevel of questions going into July and the trade deadline and next year and what the White Sox are going to do with Aloy Jimenez. But at least for the time being, I get his point that he wants to be in the outfield. He think he will be better this year. But Andrew Benatendi's a better left fielder. And we've seen Oscar Colas down in the minor leagues. And he's projected to be a better outfielder than Aloy Jimenez. So I'm sorry, Aloy. There's just not going to be a lot of fielding opportunities for you to start the season. But what do you make of the idea of we've heard Pedro Grifol say that, yeah, they want him to be working out in right field and him kind of saying, I'm done with the DH thing? Well, from a Pedro Grifol point of view, we saw a lot of A.J. Pollock at the end of the season playing in center field. So, yeah, all hands on deck. Everybody learn how to play an outfield spot, especially when I don't even know who the fourth outfielder is right now for the White Sox. Jake, now that Adam Engel's gone. Yeah, Adam Engel's gone. Jake Marisnik, they signed to a minor league contract. He can't hit, but we know that he can field. Billy Hamilton can't hit, but we know he can field. Maybe Gavin Sheets gets some playing time in the corner outfield spot. I don't even know what they do with Gavin Sheets at this moment when I'm preparing for the season. I, I just don't know what his role is currently with the Chicago White Sox. And then Aloy. So if there's an injury to Luis Robert, I'm really not confident with anything with anyone that they have signed to a minor league deal and have internally Lawrence to cover two weeks if Luis Robert needs to go on the IL. It might be Oscar Colas playing center field. And then you have to move someone out to right field. Uh, if the if Pedro Grafal and the White Sox just don't have a lot of confidence that Mariznick or Hamilton's going to be able to hit enough to be productive offensively, and then they want someone that can do a little bit of both. There's a lot of questions when it comes to depth going into this season for the White Sox that I wish I had concrete answers that show a direction of optimism with the team. But when it comes to fourth outfielder and second base, I, I'm just lacking answers right now. Oh, God. Well, if second base is going to be thrown open to Lenin Sosa or Romy Gonzalez then it shows that the the organization has more confidence in their upside than I do. 
yeah. for a year like this. And and for me, it's about mitigation of risk. If you're in your window, there's just this is not the time for it. Yes, and and, and it doesn't cost you that much to at least at least mitigate the risk a little bit. Don't have these wild variances of what a player could be at 20% and could be at 80%. They're they're, where they are after wasting two years, the way they wasted them. I just think that you, you owe us a little more stability. I was shocked on how much Romy Gonzalez was in the hype video yesterday that you pointed out, Lawrence, earlier this morning. Right? There's a lot of Romy Gonzalez. There's too much Romy Gonzalez in the hype video. Romy Gonzalez whiffed 45% of the time against four-seam fastballs from right-handed pitchers last year. Come on, man. Like that, it's, a, it's an old hawkism, but Hawk's right. If you can't hit the fastball, you can't stay in the major leagues. How is that dramatically going to change? And it has to dramatically change for Romy Gonzalez in 2023 to have staying power in the major leagues. Dan, I view second base as a revolving door. We're going to see a month of Romy Gonzalez. We'll see a month of Lenin Sosa. We'll see Lurie Garcia. We could see Jose Rodriguez, who's part of the 40-man roster, but he's going to start the season at double-A. Maybe they trade for a guy if they still don't have answers. Like We're going to see a lot of players start at second base in 2023 for the Chicago White Sox. Huh. And you are right. When you have a new manager, this is one of my concerns. You should have gave, The front office of the White Sox should have given Pedro Grafal someone to stabilize that position because there's already – so much on his plate to try to fix with his coaching staff coming into spring training. Now he's got to find who's going to win the starting second base job. And it matters more than ever because the rules changed. Right. That guy's got to cover old-fashioned second base range. Yes. And we've seen this before. Remember the Micah Johnson days of the Chicago White Sox? Rick Hahn saying he's my guy, and then two days later gets demoted, and now he's a digital artist, and that's when we got he's to doing see. doing great work, actually. He does, yeah. He's making more money doing that than he did playing baseball. He and then, met Caesar. Really? That's right. Yep. Oh, I did not know that. And that's when we saw Carlos Sanchez, who became Yomer Sanchez, and we had that duration of second base for the Chicago White Sox. It is aggravating when it comes to second base in that particular situation, but to bring the conversation back to Aloy and being the canary in the coal mine for a moment here, playing in right field, and Dan, you mentioned it as far as his arm earlier in the show. I looked it up. His arm strength last year, the fastest that Aloy Jimenez threw was 81 miles per hour. His average throwing speed from left field was 78 miles per hour. That ranks 78th out of 82 left fielders in 2022 who made 50 or more throws from left field. Wow. Andrew McCutcheon. from right? Andrew McCutcheon was the worst, by the way, for those asking. Right field. Jake McCarthy of Arizona had a max velocity of 89 miles per hour and averaged 82. And he had the weakest arm in all of Major League Baseball from right field. So no doubt... Aloy Jimenez would have the worst throwing arm in Major League Baseball in right field on top of his ability to get himself hurt when he physically moves in any direction. I can't say that with a straight face. It's just so awful. It makes me laugh. So it just compounds. And if there's just going to be any outfield spot for him to play, I would feel more comfortable in left field because that's what he's played. But to give him, I just hope the White Sox coaching staff, Lawrence, doesn't give him false hope. Right, Dan? Like, he comes into spring training, and Pedro Grafal's like, yeah, if you want to be the starting right fielder, you could be. And then 
you make him mad when he goes off to play for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic and he comes back to the team and, oh, by the way, while you're out, we decided it's Oscar Colas and now you've made someone angry. Josh, I want you to listen to what Eloy said about playing right field versus left field and give us your thoughts on it. Sure. Yeah, it's feel way different because most of the contacts in left field, you don't know where, it, where it's going to go. So in right field, it's, it's a little bit, well, a lot of difference because every ball the right-hander hitter hit, it have some, most of the time, passing. So uh, it's feel way better being there. Does that make any sense? Uh, I guess if it's a left-hander that's hitting the fly ball to you to right field, but it won't be the case when it's a right-hander hitting a fly ball to you in right field. It's just going to be a different angle that comes at you, especially a guaranteed right field where it tails into that corner, and you got to be careful. This is I, I could just envision it because I have season tickets in Section 108, so I have a first-row view of him running into the Miller Lite wall, uh, the landing wall, uh, and just falling on the ground and having to watch Luis Robert come all the way from center field to get the ball uh, as Aloy lays in pain. Like that's my fear right now, watching Aloy Jimenez play right field uh, at least at home at guarantee right field. So I, I understand a little bit where he's coming from, but that depends on how he's fielding the fly ball from a righty or left-hander, a left-hander. There's not going to be a lot of backspin like that, that. It didn't give me confidence that he's really thought this through, you know, like I'm sitting there going, I don't know about that, man. Like you, it's it's a much harder position to play than left field on purpose. Right. And you didn't my issue with with him is when he was healthy, okay? And he's playing left field, he had a problem tracking the ball. He also had a problem picking up the ball. And when when singles were dumped in front of him, they would often turn into doubles because he wasn't getting to the ball fast enough. If that's what's going on in left field, God forbid what happens in right field if you do some of that stuff. Yeah, the conversion rate's probably going to be very high if Aloy Jimenez is in right field with a runner on first base and there's a single hit to right field. Those opposing teams are going to challenge him every single time. I don't care how slow you are. Make your way to third base because I don't think Aloy Jimenez is going to make a strong enough throw to the cutoff or an accurate throw to third base to throw you out. And that's something that caught my attention during all of his preseason press conferences. Pedro Garfal, from a Kansas City Royals perspective, he was the one in the Royals clubhouse that would tell base runners, we have to challenge every White Sox outfielder because they don't throw well. They don't throw... They don't react well. They don't react well. They don't hit cutoff guys. Challenge them every opportunity. And now he's the manager of the White Sox. And if he feels confident that Aloy for a game or two a week can play right field, well, that's the risk that Pedro Grafal as the manager is taking, putting Jimenez in right field. Let me just address something, too, that comes in when we talk about second base with the White Sox. Because Lawrence always makes fun of me because I end up slamming my head against the desk. First of all, this question, can what about Elvis Andrus? Do you know how many games, uh, how many innings he's played at second base in it, his long career? Zero. Zero. None. He's a shortstop. And yeah, you could sign him as your shortstop. But then Tim Anderson would have to be your second baseman, and I don't know if you want to do that. And the but, un- you, but you could realistically, if someone can play short, they can play second. I, I, it is reasonable to assume it, but he, I think I, he's not going to take a job as a second baseman until he exhausts every possibility, maybe even outside the major leagues, to take a job mm-hmm. as a shortstop. That's what he does. That's what he is. Secondly, stop 
asking about a trade for Nick Madrigal. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Please stop it. Please stop it. Why? Just because he's played here for both teams. I, I, it's, I don't know what the obsession is. I don't know what you're watching that makes you say you want that on your baseball team. I don't know what. what he's a one-tool player, and that's being generous. Well, he doesn't strike out. That's fine. He just makes his outs differently, and a lot of them, without any power. There was a Baseball America article yesterday where they asked scouts to give their anonymous takes on some of the players that have been top 100 prospects in the past but have been struggling. And uh, not kind scouting report in Baseball America about Nick Madrigal. Like 30, 40 grades across the board right now for Nick Madrigal, which is not a major leaguer. People lost their jobs because of him. Mm Mm-hmm. As they should have. Yeah. Because, come on, you you scouted Slappy and you came away with smart, good base runner, good fielder. Instinctive player. Come on, man. That's, Fourth that's, overall. That's bad scouting. It's terrible scouting. Well, what are the Cubs going to do with him? Play him at third. I I would pay money. I would pay money There's to no see way. that. I saw him unless at one there's point, some sort of an emergency. He's not playing before they signed the Hosmer and Mancini. I saw him as DHing and leading off. <laughs> I saw that too, and I, I was like, uh, I, I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Well, I mean, texture Jake Berger for Nick Magical. No, <laughs> no. Well, well right. I wouldn't do that. All right, all. so wait. I know that this question comes across your desk all the time. Since we got to exhaust all of the possibilities, Jake Berger play second base for the White Sox? <laughs> we, Jim Margulis saw Jake Berger try to play second base in Nashville when the Charlotte Knights were there. And his comment was, it's okay until there's a pot fly in the shallow outfield and then Jake Berger gets lost. And you're playing in the era of no shifts. Yeah, yeah. think Daniel Murphy. It would not be good. Oh, wow. It would not be think, good. Think Daniel Murphy if you're thinking about we're going to play him there. We just hope nothing is hit near him. <laughs> Can you stick around for one more segment? Sure. All right. I want to ask you a couple pitching questions because I'm, I'm imagining that you saw the Lucas Giolito video, and I want to <laughs> talk about Dylan Cease. Yeah. Josh Nelson of the Sox Machine is here in studio hanging out with us, bringing us all sorts of White Sox joy. Birds need at home here on the score. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA 14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G E T P U R. R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein at Homes. Middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. score, score, score and 670thescore.com. And Odyssey Station. Go White Sox. That's what we're talking. White Sox with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. He is in studio with us here on a sunny Tuesday on Bernstein and Holmes. And where did we leave off? We want to talk about a little bit of pitching here. Lucas Giolito said that he's dropped some weight. He put out a video showing his new mechanics. I'm curious what you see when you look at it. And I know it's a, a very short sample, yeah. but what do you think? It's hard to decipher exactly what he has changed from these types of videos. And, hey, look at my new mechanics. And the velocity in the background reads 89. 89. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't take anything away from that. So we'll have to just wait to see and how he does in Glendale. F- fastball velocity is going to be important. And I, as I was explaining to you guys during the break, I went down the rabbit hole in StatCast. So the average velocity from right-handed pitchers on four-seam fastballs, and this is important for those that play baseball or are parents of kids that want to play baseball and they want to pitch. The average fastball velocity is now more than 94 miles per hour. In the majors, if you're a righty, it's about 93 if you're a lefty. But if you're a righty, you got to start hitting 94. The average fastball velocity for Lucas Giolito for the entire season was 92.6 miles per hour. So it's below average. But we saw that hit 90, 91 as the season went on. So we're going to over under five and a half of White Sox players in the best shape of their life stories. Uh, this upcoming spring training, but if losing weight allows his hip rotation to be more in line to what it was from 2019 to 2021, and in Glendale, if Giolito's hitting 94, 95, okay, then I'm more optimistic of him bouncing back. But if he's throwing 91, 92, I'm not optimistic. Well, I, I got to say that I I thought that the choice that he made last year was a bad one when I was hearing people like he put on uh, the number that I had heard was 27 pounds, but I'm guessing it was probably closer to just 20 pounds. And I'm like, that's not, I don't, I don't think that that's going to give him the effect that he wanted, but I get it. He wasn't in touch with the team because of the lockout. So you probably got some bad advice and rolled with some bad advice. And then he spent the rest of the season trying to correct it. I'm more optimistic that he might be able to recapture his form because his form is actually back to being what it was when he was doing better, if that makes sense. It does make sense. How we're going to tell if his form is back in form is going to be the fastball velocity. When he's sitting 93 to 94, he can still beat batters with the fastball, so they have to be thinking about that because they just can't sit on the changeup. And that's what a lot of hitters were doing last year. They were just sitting on his changeup. When's the changeup coming, Lucas? Throw it right now because I'm ready for it. And when you're throwing 90-91, okay, I can react and I can foul that pitch off. And if you try to throw a slider, which is not very good, it's his third offering. And maybe we'll see more spin 
from Lucas Giolito with this slider. But right now, goal number one, throw harder. If he can throw harder, that'll give him a better chance to succeed in 2023 than last year. What do you make of Lance Lynn finding another breaking pitch? Well, I think that is his attempt to answer the question of how do I beat the Houston Astros? Because the Astros own him. And teams that hit the fastball really well seem to do very well against Lance Lynn because he throws. They also seem to be really good baseball teams. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they, a variety of fastballs I'll throw at you. Four seam, cutter, sinker. They're all around the same speed, but I'm trying to throw them in different parts of the plate and they cut this way or they tail that way. So I think it's just an old dog trying to learn a new trick in a world where right-handed pitchers are throwing more spin than ever. And he's trying to follow along with that path because right-handed pitchers, Dan, are getting a lot of success doing that. It's obviously not a world beater of a curveball, but it did freeze up some guys when he threw it early. Uh, But as my partner Jim Margulis wrote on SoxMachine.com, it was generating no whiffs in his last four starts of the season. So maybe he just needs to work on that pitch a little bit more in the offseason. We'll see where it is in spring training. Uh, but I still expect Lance Lynn with his bread and butter of being a four-seam, two-seam cutter guy. And maybe he throws five curveballs in a game just to throw hitters off. But Or grabs a strike at, at for the first pitch in a bat kind of thing, a little dumper. That just... Sure. Uh, Altuve, here's a curveball. Didn't expect it. All right, I'm up 0-1. Yep. Now what? <laughs> you know, that's the question that Lance Lynn will have to ask himself and out-strategize opposing hitters when he enters in, I believe this is his age 37 season. Let's build the bullpen out now, presuming that Liam Hendricks is is going to be gone for a while, uh, recovering and uh, getting better. Where do we start? Because I know there's no automatic name here based on last year's performances. What are some of the options, and then what are the what's the domino effect of those decisions? I think if you ask Ethan Katz during spring training, because he mentioned it in his first press conference of the offseason, he likes the idea of Ronaldo Lopez getting an opportunity to close. I and, do too. And that was even when Liam Hendricks, at the time, we knew that he was healthy before the cancer diagnosis. Maybe Lopez gets the ball early in the season, or Pedro Grafal just decides that, Kendall Graveman, because he's had the past experience, will get the first opportunities to close games. But Graveman couldn't pitch back-to-back days. Joe Kelly can't pitch back-to-back days. So this is like a closer by committee for the White Sox. But at the beginning of the season, I'm expecting both Graveman and Lopez to get those early opportunities. From there, Joe Kelly's got to step up his game. He has to step up his game uh, to be a better setup guy for the White Sox. Aaron Bummer. We'll see on how things work out for him with the the shifts being banned uh, because I think at times he gets hurt a little bit when the White Sox shifted as uh, opposing hitters just were able to find that ground ball to go right up the middle of the infield and nobody's there. Happened to Garrett Crochet too, famously. Yes. Uh, so I think Aaron Bummer's still going to be the number one lefty. <laughs> Lawrence Jake Diekman. Oh, I cannot. Uh, Jose Ruiz is still going to be part of the bullpen. We're going to see Jimmy Lambert. I think Lambert pitched really well at the end of the season for the White Sox. So I think the sixth and seventh and eighth innings, the White Sox are still going to go with the guys that they were going to be bringing with anyways in 2023. The question, of course, is, especially with a rookie manager, who do you trust the most when you have a lead in the ninth inning? And if you do have a lead in the ninth inning in the opening weekend in Houston, 
Who do you count on the most, at least early? And I think it's a coin flip right now between Ronaldo Lopez and Kendall Graveman, but based on the previous experience, I wouldn't be surprised if Graveman starts as the closer, Dan, but eventually Lopez gets the ball. What's Real quick, you got 60 seconds. What's been the way that other teams have attacked the White Sox lineup? Well, the White Sox are not very good at hitting heat from right-handed pitchers and spin. That's that's pretty much it. Oh, that that's all. So stuff. So, fastball, slider. They, but they've got a problem with stuff. But if you can't hit fastballs. Eloy Jimenez last year against right-handed pitchers that threw 94 or faster hit 200 with a 273 on base percentage and slug 300. While he wants to play in the outfield and he's working really hard at that, my recommendation to Eloy Jimenez is get into a batting cage and start swinging at pitches throwing at you at 95 or faster because you can't hit heat. But Mike, if they... The data doesn't lie, Aloy. If they can't hit fastballs... I want to see them... Like, what, what are we going to do? I want to see them get into deep counts. Pray. Stop <laughs> swinging at the first or second pitch or pitcher's pitches. They're getting themselves out. Chad Cool threw six innings for the Rockies in September. Great game. I think Abreu hit his home run, the last home run at uh, Sox Park there that game. And he had like 83 pitches yeah. into the sixth. That can't happen next year. It can't. And we'll, we'll see, again, whole new hitting coach, right? New hitting coaches, new manager. There's a Real. lot of there's a lot of focus in trying to improve the offense. But right now, the short of it is you only gave me 60 seconds. Throw harder than 95 and throw sliders. Go White Sox. Yeah, so you've, you've effectively reduced Lawrence to a pile of whimpering noises once again. It has been a classic Josh Nelson I'm segment. I'm so, so sorry. I want to be happy. I want to be fun when you have me on. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, they can't hit fastballs. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Jerk. <laughs> That's Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. Ricky O'Donnell, who covers the Bulls for SB Nation, is going to join us next. Talk about the game last night and the game tonight that uh, you're going to hear 545 pregame on your home for Bulls basketball. Sports Radio 670, The Score. Bulls fans, Billy Donovan here. This is your official radio home for Chicago Bulls basketball. Listen to every moment right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And the Odyssey app. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. And even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. There are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund, so there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID... You likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free five-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's refunds with an S, pro.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.